Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and space. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online, and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. This spring, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code POOL at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using the code POOL at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code POOL. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. Ladies and gentlemen, we are nearing the end of the year. And this means political season is about to enter full swing. And I'm really excited for it. But there is one image. Well, there's two images, but one recent image that I think shows you exactly where we're going. Donald Trump walking into UFC 296 in Las Vegas and the crowd goes wild. UFC, MMA, it's one of the biggest and most popular sports in the world. And the, and the big picture here is in major urban cities, major, major Democrat strongholds, Donald Trump gets this massive applause. And that's what we saw at UFC. It was it was a fun fight to watch, I got to tell you. I thought Colby Covington actually did really well, but there's a lot of commentary coming out. I'm not I'm not the expert on this one. But uh it was a good fight. Edwards did he just did well. He did really well. Colby said he thought he won. And uh well, you know it is what it is. I'm not a, I'm not, I'm not an MMA expert, but I can tell you this. You know what I do understand? I understand when people cheer for you. What that means. So, if you go back to uh, uh, Madison Square Garden, to the previous UFC, and what did we see? Now, this was big. In New York City, Democrat stronghold, the Democrat stronghold, Donald Trump got everyone in the crowd screaming and cheering for him, for Kid Rock, Tucker Carlson, Dana White. I got to tell you, man, right now, many commentators are suggesting that Trump's polling is so high, he's beyond fraud margins. There's a wild story coming out of Georgia. I think it's 17,000 ballots are unaccounted for. They have no record. And uh, we got a lot of questions about how that could come to pass. Yeah, yeah, I know. Everyone's saying, oh, no, I, when the court adjudicates these things and they come out documents saying, hey, we found this, this is evidence. I say, okay, well, what's going on, man? But outside of that, the reason this is important is because there's a lot of people who think, oh, what's the point? Trump can't win. Why bother voting? Nah, y'all are wrong. There's a lot of people who are trapped in this mindset that the only way to win a culture war is through some, I don't know, ground action. Or, oh, no, no, no. Look, you can win. We can win tremendously, maybe not completely, tremendously by voting for Donald Trump. Now, of course, as I say often, is the man perfect? No, that's it's ridiculous. And I, and I think it's hilarious how the left plays this game where they're like, yeah, well, you're still going to vote for that Trump because you're in a cult. No, dude, let me tell you, no new wars. My argument has been relatively simple. 
You cannot raise a generation watching American foreign policy blow up kids, invade foreign nations for fake reasons, strip the revenue from the American taxpayer, and then make the argument that Donald Trump is the evil Hitlerian, whatever. I'm like, dude, Donald Trump, the first time in my lifetime, actually fought for peace, negotiated peace. And when he tried to negotiate peace in North Korea, what did they do? They insult him. They say he's ponying up to dictators. Donald Trump, he's trying to negotiate with Russia. What do they say? He's ponying up to dictators. What would you rather have? War in Ukraine? You know, Donald Trump may be the madman, they call him. But I'll take whatever it is he had to offer. And the reality is, despite the fact they strapped weights to his ankles for the first several years of his first term, which I did, I did not vote for, he did well. He did well. Far from perfect. Far, far from perfect. But well, there's a lot of things I think are worthy of criticism. You always got to criticize people. You can't just sit here and be like, no matter what he does, it's good. Nah, get out of here, man. Trump did not do it. He firing 59 tomahawks in his area was not a good idea. But ultimately, across the board, net positive. And I tell my lefty friends this. They're like, yeah, but Trump is so bad, he's going to hurt this country. And I'm just like, dude, whatever you think Trump is going to do this country, y'all deserve. Y'all deserve it. The reality is Trump ain't going to do anything bad to this country. Things are going to improve. The economy was doing amazing in 2019. I mean, people were just living it up. And so they think it's going to be the apocalypse, some fascistic state. And I'm like, but no new wars, right? And they're like, well, yeah. Okay, so let's talk about what that means. This means you want a president like Joe Biden who will make you comfortable. I mean, he didn't, by the way. The economy's trash. But you think that Biden will do better domestically, despite the fact new wars already with U.S. involvement. So here's what I'm saying. Okay. From the left perspective, let's make it actually really simple. From the left perspective, Joe, Joe Biden, new wars, but he's going to make America safe and better. Oh, then I tell you this, whatever you think it is that Trump is going to do to you, you deserve for voting for Joe Biden and voting for Hillary Clinton and voting for Barack Obama. You know what I mean? I'm talking about Barack Obama extrajudicial assassinations. So you come to me and say, weigh this on the scales of justice. You've got bad domestic policy and Obama killing kids overseas. And I'm like, listen, guys, if the reality was this, and it's not, by the way, but if the reality was I suffer economically, but we stop blowing up kids overseas. I take it. And that means no matter what you say to me, when you come to me and you say, oh, but Donald Trump is going to make the country worse. I'm like, what does that mean to me? What does that mean to me? Because you're arguing that economic suffering or like demagoguery is worse than American foreign policy over the past several decades. Remarkable. These people live in this world. I'll tell you what the reality is, because you can talk to any anti-war libertarian type and they'll tell you, well, the truth is Donald Trump does have some bad stuff going on. You know, nobody's perfect. But you end these foreign wars and this waste of taxpayer dollars that strip the value from your savings. You secure the border. I don't know. The libertarians won't say that one. But you end these foreign wars. The economy will improve. Your life will get better. They are lying to you because they have this Machiavellian scheme, the liberal economic order. Oh, here comes the media conspiracy theory. It's not a conspiracy theory. The liberal, liberal economic order is publicly known about. The CFR talks about it all the time. This is what they're trying to maintain, global order. And hey, you know what? 
on the surface, noble cause. We don't want World War III, right? Only that's not what they're doing. They're actually exacerbating the problem. They've done nothing, nothing to abate it. They act like they do, but they don't. Well, ladies and gentlemen, as everybody screams and cheers for Donald Trump as he enters the arena, I absolutely love it. It was Do great it. Fun. Who is in the building? Oh, I wish I was there. Donald Trump, escorted by UFC President and CEO Dana White. And they are <laughs> rising inside the T-Mobile Arena. Yo, I got to tell you, man, I got to tell you. We were at Maryland Live Casino at uh, Arundel Mills, just outside of Baltimore, just north of D.C., and uh, you'd think, you'd think this was a, a Democrat stronghold, and it is. Yo, it was wild. When Trump came out, people were yelling and cheering and were in this sports. It wasn't, I'm, I don't want to pretend like everyone in the game was like, ah, screaming Trump. No, but a bunch of people were yelling and clapping and cheering. And it's, it's great to hear. Don't think it was the majority. I'm just saying. You see this, Trump walks out, everyone's screaming, and there were people going like, woo, yeah. I love it. I love it. You know, look, man, Donald Trump is the greatest president of my lifetime. I can't speak to beyond that. I can only read the history books, but I can tell you this. Greatest. You know why? The first time in my life I feel like a president was a net positive. Does it mean perfect? No. Does it mean I think everything he did was good? No. Does it mean that, you know, we're all going to hold hands and wear MAGA hats? No. Does it mean I'm going to wear MAGA hats? No, I'm not. I think Trump did a lot of bad things too. And this is the game they played. Anybody voting for Trump is in the cult. Oh, bro. We've got libertarians who come on Timcast IRL every day and rag on Trump. But these people, they're really in a cult. They cannot accept for one moment Trump doing one thing good. Remember when Trump took out that guy, that terrorist, who was like kidnapping and brutally, brutally raping women, and they called him an austere scholar? You don't get to, to come at me and say cult when y'all do that, because you're nuts. But the big question right now, the Iowa caucuses are coming up and Trump is certainly the guy. Shout out to Colby Covington, by the way. It was awesome to see you fight. I thought he did a fantastic job. It was a really, really great fight. A lot of people wanted more action, but hey, man, I don't know. All I know, it was great to see all the promo stuff he did. This, he's, you know, he, he came up and he said, you can't stop. Maga. I, li I, I think Colby's fantastic. And I got to tell you this, too. I'm going to let you all in on a secret. Maybe, maybe Colby doesn't want you to know the secret. Maybe he doesn't want you to know. He's a really, really nice guy. He's a really good dude. We had him on the show. He was very reserved. And everyone's like, whoa, what's going on? You know, we watch these videos of Colby and he's yelling, he's smack talking. Dude, he's good at what he does. Not only is he a great fighter, but he, he knows how to play the crowd. He says he's the people's champ, right? Or did he say champ or fighter? I don't know. The point is this. He knows he's going to give you a show. He's going to cheer for what he believes on. He's going to give you that show. And it is great entertainment. And then when you meet him in person, he shakes your hand. He's very polite. And the reality is a lot of these fighters, like they're, I, I'm, I've met a lot of fighters in my day. They're always very polite and very calm. And you know why? Because they know they could crush you. Like we're talking Colby Covington, top three in his division against the champ, Leon Edwards. These guys are the top of the top of the top. You Look, there's a lot of guys you don't want to fight, right? These guys are specifically the guys you don't want to fight unless you're on that level. So they, and, they, and they know it. They got nothing to worry about. So they're just very nice people. They're very calm. Like, hey, man, you know, you say what you want. It's another morning and you're all set for work. You grab your coffee, head out the door, and your car decides today's the day it won't start. Panic sets in. You're not just late. 
you're stranded. Get ahead of unexpected car repairs before they strike with CarShield, the most trusted vehicle protection company. For almost 20 years, CarShield has saved millions of drivers from repair nightmares with low monthly plans that cover up to 5,000 major parts and systems, like pricey transmission and engine repairs and check engine light mysteries. Visit CarShield today at carshield.com carlson. Plans include unlimited miles, 24-7 roadside assistance, help with flats, lockouts, and rental car options. Save 20% and get a free quote by visiting CarShield online at carshield.com carlson. Don't wait for the next surprise. Choose peace of mind with CarShield. Go to carshield.com carlson and save 20% today. It was, however, pretty wild to see Sean Strickland <laughs> get into that fight in the crowd. But you know what? It is what it is. Now, right now, the big question is, with the Iowa caucuses coming up, what's the well? The first question is, what's the point of the of the Republican primary? I, whatever, Trump's gonna win. I I I I would I would be flabbergasted if Nikki Haley actually wins. But we have this from Daily Mail: Nikki Haley gains on Trump in New Hampshire as polls show voters believe she is more reasonable and likable than the ex-president. Now that I can understand, I can understand. Described as reasonable, fifty-one percent. Haley, 55%. But what does that mean? Does that mean she can actually be? Oh, Trump's lead shrinks in New Hampshire with Nikki Haley shooting to second place. 29%. Oh, I was asked a very difficult question yesterday. I was asked a very difficult question. They said, Trump picks Nikki Haley as his VP. Do you still vote for him? And I said, yes. And I'm like, with an eye roll and a grunt. And everyone would agree. And I said, I'll tell you what's going to happen. Right now, everyone's screaming, no, Nikki Haley. We do not want her. She's a warmonger, blah, blah, blah. But let me tell you, if Donald Trump does pick Nikki Haley because she is playing, basically, I mean, look, I got to be honest. At this point, Nikki Haley has clearly pulled ahead and proven herself to be one of the better options for VP in for the worst reasons, for the worst reasons. You know who I think should be VP? Vivek Ramaswamy. Vivek. But Vivek is a culture warrior. We know him. We love him. He does great work. He goes up on stage at AmFest. By the way, that's where we are right now. We're, in, we're, at, we're at AmFest. And he says, he tells Van Jones to STFU. But I'll tell you why. And a lot of people are, are probably like, no, no, Nikki Haley. Look, she captures the neocon base. And the problem is, I said for the worst reasons, that's why they wanted Mike Pence. And we all know how Mike Pence plays out. But this is the reality. If Trump were to pick Nikki Haley, I, what am I going to do? Vote for Biden? I still want Trump to win. I still want Trump to win. VP's not the strongest position to be in. But let me stress, I think what will happen is right now, you got all the Trump people saying, no, Nikki Haley, she's the worst. But if Trump were to pick her, they'd turn around and say 5D chess. Donald Trump knows that she's going to capture the neocon base and he can't lose. Whatever, man. Let's just be real about it. Nikki Haley is a warmongering lunatic. She's lied on stage. She's awful. She is. But strategically, she does provide value to a Donald Trump presidency. Steve Bannon, I think it was, said he's going to pick a woman. Here we go. Everybody thinks it's going to be Nikki Haley. Now, the question then becomes, what happens to Ron DeSantis? How could this have been? It breaks my heart. It breaks my heart. My heart shatters to a million pieces. But I figured it out. 
I figured it out. It was uh, almost two years ago. I sat with the Daily Wire crew in fancy chairs as they smoked cigars and drank scotch like the fine gentlemen they are. And Candace Owens, a fine gentlewoman. And they, they talked about why Ron DeSantis, we all did, was, the, was, was probably the right guy. And I jumped in too. I'm like, it's a weird format. I'm like, do I just jump in and just talk over you guys or whatever? Interrupt. But um, Ron DeSantis, he had the tact. He had the policy behind him. He had success. And we all agreed. It looks like he's the guy for 2024. And then, ooh, that's the sound that blew That's the sound of him going down in the polls and crashing. Just utterly, utterly crashing. And I figured it out. I did. Why Ron DeSantis' campaign crashed and burned. It's all about mindset. It's all about mindset. I've spoken to many politicians in my day. And I've 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 always been. You know, look, I want to get libertarians on the debate stage. I like the Libertarian Party. I love the Mises Caucus. Libertarian Party can be wacky, to be completely honest. But the Mises Caucus guys are fantastic. Dave Smith, fantastic. Yeah, they don't want to debate. Not the Libertarians. The Republicans and Democrats. Because they don't want to put themselves in a position where they're debating someone who's not as popular or well-known. Hmm. Interesting, isn't it? You want, like, so let's talk about MMA. Colby Covington wants to be in the arena with the champ. That in and of itself is gold. Now, what if somebody was ranked like 87, said they wanted to fight Colby, was ranked number three? You think he's going to be like, he's gonna be like why, why would I do that? Why would I, why would I, what's the point of that for me? Imagine if one day he said, yeah, let's go. And then had this like lesser known fight, you know, in a region, in like a regional UFC event or something. People would be like, Kobe's up for the title. Like he's fighting for the title. Why is he fighting? That's what Ron DeSantis is doing. Ron DeSantis was supposed to be fighting for the title. Instead, his people decided to fight for the Internet Troll Awards. Wow. Ron, Ronnie boy. This is why I, I'm so fed up with Ron DeSantis. He seems like a great dude. He's smart hardworking, and he's tackled a bunch of issues we care about. But boy, is this guy one of the dumbest guys, if not the dumbest, the stupidest man in politics. And it pains me to say it. And I'll tell you why. Because he never fired his campaign staff. And he should have fired his campaign staff. But he wouldn't do it. I'm going to show you exactly how. Let's break it down. I tweeted this. I think I get the, the heart of the misunderstanding. Because you know, I get the DeSantis people, they're all like, Tim's a shill and a grifter for Trump. Oh, spare me, dude. Me with all my libertarian friends coming on the show, right? Having Luke come on and rag on Trump all day and night. These people are crackpots. Figured it out. The DeSantis campaign places Christina Peshaw and Laura Loomer on the same level. So in their view, when Christina Peshaw posts fake tweets, it's the same as when Laura Loomer does it. It's a fine tit for tat. And there it is. Here's everybody's famous, uh, everyone's favorite, uh, Max Nordau. This guy is one of the most uh, well-known stands for DeSantis. He's been accused of actually working for the camp. I don't, I don't know if that's true. And he posts this. Laura Loomer tweets, wow, looks like Christina Peshaw woke up and finally decided to speak truth for the first time in her life. I agree with you, Christina Peshaw. Your boss, Ron DeSantis, is going to lose uh, every state. He's, he's useless, very useless. Why did you delete this? And it's an image of a tweet from Christina Peshaw, which says, we are going to lose every single state. Didn't realize I would work for someone this useless. 
6.35 a.m. This post has been deleted. It is 80-20, 80% not believable. Only 20% believable. Because sometimes people post stupid things. The original post came from some guy I'm not familiar with. A couple, An hour or so before Laura Loomer retweeted it. I do not know Laura Loomer to, to fabricate fake tweets. If she did post it, she erroneously thought it was real or didn't care. But, you know, I, I know Laura, she is not the kind of person to knowingly post a fake tweet like this. However, people make mistakes too. So I, I don't know. All I know is Laura Loomer is an independent personality. She is the biggest Trump supporter. But let me tell you, my friends, the biggest Trump supporter, who of course has connections to Trump's campaign, she's the biggest supporter. No, I mean it. Nobody supports Trump more than Laura does. Does not a campaign staffer make. So Laura, as an independent personality, is just that, a, a, a Trump supporter. Yet here we are. Christina Peshaw tweets a fake tweet from Laura Loomer saying the same thing. In Chris, Christina Peshaw posted this. It's a fake tweet of Laura Loomer saying, we are going to lose every single state. Didn't realize I would work for someone this useless. Now, this is not believable. Why? Because Trump's not going to lose every single state. Ron actually might. I'm assuming this tweet is, is fake about Ron. It makes sense. But here's the point. Let me explain to you how it is that Ron DeSantis ends up dropping, losing, becoming third, fourth place, losing to Nikki Haley. Ron DeSantis's campaign, Christina Peshaw, she is not some supporter. She is Ron's second in command. And she views herself on the same level as Laura Loomer, who is not a Trump staffer. I think Laura does great work. I, I don't know about this tweet. I didn't look into it too much. My point is this. Here's the heart of the misunderstanding. I view the Ron DeSantis campaign as a presidential campaign up here. And the Donald Trump campaign is a presidential campaign up here. Now, if we were to isolate those campaigns, the Trump campaign is leaps and bounds above the DeSantis campaign. But if you are running to be the president of the United States, you are at a certain level. So I'll put it this way. It would be like if Joe Rogan brought onto his podcast a, uh, uh, an, an intern at the New York Times and college freshman, you'd be like, wait, 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 wait hold, on, hold on. Like no disrespect to the college intern and the, you know, in, in the freshman or whatever. He's got some ideas, I'm sure. But sitting down on the Joe Rogan podcast, I mean, we've had world leaders and the CEOs of the biggest companies in the world on this platform. Why would like, now by all means, Joe can talk to whoever he wants. And sometimes he may do this. But he's putting himself on that level. That's that's the issue. Now, I'm not trying to say, you know, Trump shouldn't talk with, you know, fans or DeSantis shouldn't engage with their voters. That's not, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that when you decide I'm going to debate someone and we are going to challenge our worldviews, you want to be in the same weight class, in the same division and fighting for the title, right? Let's put it this way. Ron DeSantis is ranked number three, and he wants to beat the champ, Donald Trump. And instead of going for the title fight, his staffers are arguing with fans. With fans. No, no, seriously. Laura Loomer is not running for office. She's not a campaign staffer for Nikki Haley. 
or Tim Scott or Chris Christie or any of these people. Christina Peshaw is Ron DeSantis' number two, and she's decided she is going to debate and argue with a fan. A fan. A fan. Ron needed to fire these people a long time ago. Have you seen the price of gold lately? It's hitting all-time highs. And when it comes to investing in gold, check out Noble Gold Investments. They have a track record of excellence that's second to none. Just look at their thousands of five-star reviews on Trustpilot, Google, and the Better Business Bureau. Customers rave about their knowledgeable staff, smooth investment process, and life-changing results, which you can see for yourself online. That's the kind of reputation you can count on. But it's not just about the reviews. Noble Gold Investments truly care about their clients. They take the time to understand your unique needs and goals, and they give expert guidance every step of the way. That level of personalized service is rare in this industry. Look, when it comes to securing your financial future, you can't afford to take chances. Go with the gold company that has earned the trust of countless investors. Visit noblegoldinvestments.com slash Pool today and discover why Noble Gold Investments is the only choice for smart, secure gold investments. Or call them at 877-646-5347. Again, that's 877-646-5347. But this is where we're going. It seems like Nikki Haley is going to be that bet. So, it'll be interesting. It certainly will. Oh, man. You know, it's going to be a wild day today. We're here in Phoenix. We're going to be on stage tonight with Tucker Carlson at AmFest. It's going to be like the big show. There's going to be six of us. So it's going to be a packed, packed table. Uh, usually, like Tim Guest IRL shows, they get big. It's like five and a half. I say five and a half because Serge, as the producer, does talk. But he, he, he tends to be more reserved. This time we're going to have Tim Poole, Luke Ritkowski, Charlie Kirk, Tucker Carlson, Ian Crossland, and Seamus Coglin all up at once. And uh, it'll be a wild show. It'll be a wild show. But um, I will just stress, it's going to be a rough return flight because they got us a jet. And that means I'm going to be home at like five in the morning wait to wake up at seven. <sighs> Let's see if I can pull it off. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 1 p.m. on this channel. Thanks for hanging out. And I'll see you all then. Minnesota has announced a new flag. That's right. The last one was considered racist. And so they're getting rid of it. The interesting thing, however, is that the new flag Minnesota is presenting and has chosen looks an awful lot like the flag of Jubaland in Somalia. The reason people are taking issue with this is, well, it may be coincidental. I don't necessarily think so, but it's not like it's the actual flag of Somalia as a country. It's one state in Somalia. So it's, I don't know. This one's kind of weird. What I can say is I don't see reason to actually change the flag of Minnesota in the first place. And so when they decide to, and they make it look like a flag of Somalia, and it's the state with the largest Somali population, a lot of people are going to feel like you are, you are being subverted, that your cultural values are being taken away from you by minority populations and non-American populations. And for no reason, I got to be honest. The arguments to change the Minnesota flag, I believe, are fake, and I can explain it to you. First, let me show you the flags in question. So we have this tweet from, was it Oilfield Rando, 
New Minnesota flag versus Jubalin state of Somalia flag. Realize where we are. Okay, let's 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 take a look. So here you can see you've got uh, a star here. You've got this, uh, you know, shape and then uh, white, green and blue. Here's the flag of Jubaland in Somalia. You have a star, you have green, blue and white. It looks similar, but I got to be honest, guys. It's similar in the sense that like the Russian flag and the French flags are similar. I don't, I, they're not identical. They don't use I, the exact same colors. But I do think it's fair to say, first, you don't need to change the flag at all. And second, why, why, why this design and why these colors? Serious question. Here's the argument. Here's what they're saying. They're saying that this portion of the flag is Minnesota. It's the shape. The star represents the North Star because it's the North Star state. And uh, the colors are just because. Huh. I find this to be very weird. Very strange because what's up with these colors? Well, let's talk about the controversy. The Postmillennial reports a commission established in Minnesota to redesign the state's flag settled upon a new design Friday afternoon. The flag features a shape that resembles the general outline of the state on the left with an eight pointed star in it and a yet to be decided on pattern on the right side. According to Star Tribune, the committee has until January 1st to make a final decision on whether the flag should have stripes or not or what color the stripes shall be. So, OK, OK. It may be that they choose red, white, and blue for this country. But I need to talk to you, my friends, about why the original flag was taken down and why it's racist. Oh, boy. At a time, you know, I did a segment on Saturday, a bonus segment, mind you, talking about how there's a movie that claims white people are the most dangerous animal. And it's, it's, it's so ludicrous, so ludicrous and disgusting. They just mock white people in this film. It's racist. This is what people are experiencing in this country. And you know what the problem is? It is because people in this country have become complacent and allowed subversion. Now, before I get into all the details on the Minnesota flag to explain to you why I think it's racist when it's not, head over to thebestsongever.com. Link in the description below. Download the song at your own price, 69 cents minimum, and you will get a coupon code for castbrew.com coffee, 35% off. That means my friends, Cast Brew Coffee Club costs 40 bucks. You get 35% of that club forever if you spend 69 cents buying this song. Why? Well, we teamed up with the Daily Wires, Smokey Mike and the God King, Jeremy Boring and Michael Knowles, covered their version in the modern context because we are basically saying F you to the, me to the, to the music industries and we're trying to push back. The song is available on YouTube together again by Timcast Music. You can download the song. Downloading is the most important and powerful thing you can do. Because each download counts as 150 plays. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to build our own music industry. We're going to tell the woke institutions that are telling us we, we're not allowed. We're, we're taking over. Daily Wire makes movies. They get insulted. We make music. We get insulted. They made this political. We Our songs aren't political. This song is not even political. You want to play that game? We'll play that game. Thebestsongever.com if you want to support our work. But let's get back to the flag. Let's talk about this here flag, the Minnesota flag, and why they think it's so offensive. Well, here's the flag as of 1983. Now, I know it says 18, I don't know, 1983, because it's been updated several times. It shows a bunch of stars making basically a star pattern, a blue flag with flowers. There's a man farming and he's looking at Native American. What is the point of this flag? It's just, it's just it. And it says, La Trois du Nord, I think it says the star of the North. Where's a, where's a stupid thing? And uh, design and seal and symbolism and blah, blah, blah. Okay, where is it at? Here we go. Le Etoile du Nord. The French, the star of the North. 
you know, they say it's offensive to Native Americans because the colonizers came and traced them out. Well, I don't know about Minnesota, but I do believe that Minnesota is, is uh, look, the French were known for uh, working with natives. It wasn't the same. The Spanish were the conquistadors. They were the ones who went and flushed everybody out. In the North, the French were like fur traders. So the French influence here, I don't think that Minnesota's history is as egregious as they're trying to make it out to be, but okay, fine, fine, fine. So this flag I just showed you was adopted August 2nd, 1983, but it's basically the same flag it's been since the beginning, since 1893, which shows basically the same thing. You got, a, you got stars around a circle, l'Etoile du Nord, and you can see a Native American riding a horse, and there's a man looking at him farming, and boy, that guy's neck is going off in the weir a weird direction. How about that? It was updated later, but it's basically the same. 1957 is when we got the, the closer to the modern version. What's offensive about it? What they're trying to argue is that because the Native American is on horseback, he's fleeing as the white man takes over. Yo, the purpose of the symbol was to represent the Native Americans that are a part of the state of Minnesota. These people are lying. What they're trying to do is destroy your culture, your history, and your values and replace it with something else. The North Star flag, 1989. And this is where we get the green, blue, and white. That's why I'm like, I know a lot of people are comparing this to the Jubaland flag, and it is similar, don't get me wrong. And it is the state with the largest Somali population. I think it's still only like 1%. I don't think that it's more coincidental than anything, but still, I'm not a fan, not a fan. The North Star flag was, was created in 1989 by Lee Harold and Reverend William Becker. The flag has the colors of green representing forests, uh, white representing winter, and blue representing water. A yellow star on the top left for the North Star and the state's motto, l'Etoile du Nord. Harold presented the proposal to state legislatures in 89, supported by Republican Rep. Gil Gutnacht. Harold opposed the official state flag since its creation when he was in high school. In 95, he left his career as an accountant and opened a flag store. <laughs> okay. So it, was an un uh, it won an unofficial contest. Proposal in 89. The star, the blue, the white, and the green, they've been around for some time, well before the migration from uh, Somalis. And this is the current iteration of it. The issue is... That's fine if you want to make all these arguments about, you know, there were similar designs, not quite the same. But, yo, now you got a flag that looks like the Jubilin state of Somalia flag in a state with the largest Somali population. I just think a little tact can go a long way. And perhaps maybe they should have considered this. Well, here we go, my friends. Now they're going to try and get rid of the old state seal. Tribes criticize Minnesota's old state seal as racist. The new one includes Dakota language. Okay, uh, I, I'm sorry, listen. Conquest happens. It does, for a variety of reasons. The only country in the world, well, that's actually not fair. I think Europe does this. No, no, I actually, yeah, I think it mostly is just the U.S. Yeah, basically ceding back all the land it once conquered. Yeah, you know, so be it, I guess. Look, it's not complete. It, it, I don't, I don't want to say that the U.S. is absolute, is, is just abject uh, colonization and conquering. That's not fair. It's not true. A lot of the land that was settled was empty. It was, it, it, you know, some people settled in areas where they conquered no one and nothing. Some people settled, settled in areas where they conquered no one and nothing and were attacked by Native Americans and fought back and defended themselves. And absolutely, many of the colonists came 
and stole the land, massacred the natives, and it was bad. All that happened. It's a little bit more complex than people would say. But the idea, you know, I was at the Dakota Access Pipeline protest, and I was, I was, I'm offended by the lies. Basically, you have people who were there saying, all, all this land is our sacred land. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, so, so which, which part specifically? And they're like, that right there. They're building the pipeline there on our sacred land. And I was like, oh, well, that's kind of messed up. Like, what is sacred about it? Like, it's sacred. They're like, yes, but, but why? It's sacred. You're not telling me anything. That, that, was the, that was it. That was it. And I'm like, okay, so they're building a pipeline. You don't want the pipeline there. I can respect that. If you want to argue there's spills because spills happen, I can respect that. But they were trying to use this, this leftist argument of the oppressed and the oppressor because they knew it played well with leftists. Not that they had any strong reason. They just wanted land. I can respect that. Conquest is conquest. I got to tell you, I got to be honest. If you're going to come and figure out a way to conquer America and you're doing it, wow. Okay. Well, guys, here's the argument that I see. No matter what you do, everything you have is going to be racist. No matter what you do, everything you have is going to be offensive to some group or some culture. That's it. The only thing you can do is either stand up for yourself or don't. And right now what's happening in this country is liberals are basically laying down, dropping to their knees and saying, we surrender. Okay. Conservatives aren't. But this is what we're seeing now. Everything is racist. The Betsy Ross flag was deemed racist and they stopped. Nike had a pair of shoes. They got rid of it because some basketball player complained. Who, who was it who complained? Was it, was it, was it a basketball player? No, maybe it was Kaepernick. I don't know. I don't know. Yo, symbols of our history, not racist. It's, it's fine. Recession and inflation are here. Gas, housing, and everyday goods are up, way up. And you want to be ready for any situation. So what would you do if there's no food on the shelf? Arc Heirloom Seeds are here to help. Did you know 99% of seeds sold today can't reproduce? With Heirloom Seeds, you only have to plant once. Then you can grow year after year, giving you and your family stability and security because things are getting crazy out there. Our all-in-one seed kit provides everything you need to grow your own food. This premium seed kit has over 65 varieties, 50,000 seeds in stores for 15 years. You'll also get our exclusive seed guide to make growing a no-brainer. Arc Seed Kits is a family-owned and operated business and the most trusted name in the nation for over 15 years. Our mandate is to get heirloom seeds into every home in America. Go to arcseedkits.com today and get free shipping by entering promo code podcast. That's arkseedkits.com, promo code podcast. Get your seeds, get prepared, get growing. arcseedkits.com. Fine. There are certainly some things where we can say, well, I don't know about this, but now we got, we got a bigger story where they've, they've just, uh, I think they're tearing down the reconciliation monument. I think it's in Virginia. This is a monument that was built to say, we must come together and move forward after the civil war. I'm telling you, they want civil war. You know, a lot of, oh, drink, Tim Pool said civil war. They want to remove these ideas. Harriet Tubman famously said, I freed many slaves. I would have freed many more if only they knew they were slaves. What does that mean? There were people who were enslaved, but they did not know of the luxuries and the life you could have as a free man. And they were content to just stay where they are. And she wanted these people to find their freedom, but they didn't care. And that's true for so many people in so many different parts of the world. That's why the communists restrict information. That's why the Chinese Communist Party restricts information. If you don't know about it, you can't want it. It's a scary thing, isn't it? And that's that's where we're headed. 
When they take down the reconciliation monument, they're trying to say, we do not want you to remember reconciliation. That we said, guys, we're done fighting because they want the fighting again. So you got that movie coming out called uh, Civil War. And I guess they released the actual map so people could understand it. And apparently it's uh, 19, in this movie that's coming out, 19 states secede. And you have California and Texas are not unified. They're each individual republics unto themselves. The Western forces, for some reason, include Washington and Oregon. And uh, Idaho and Wyoming, North South Dakota, Minnesota, I think Wisconsin. Then you have the loyalist states. And then the Florida Alliance is basically the old South. Texas to Florida, South and North Carolina are not involved. I wonder what their argument is as to how they formed this, but sure. You basically have, well, people are arguing that the Western forces conquer Portland and Oregon. And that's actually not a, not, not a bad point because uh, uh, Portland, I'm sorry, not Portland and Oregon, uh, Oregon and Washington. Portland and Seattle may be ultra liberal, but most of the state ter- uh, geographically is not. And so you very well may have occupation. So some people are talking about the ruins of Portland after like, you know, partisan fighting from leftists that they are conquered by the Western forces or whatever. I don't know. Nonetheless, nonetheless, it's not it's not as crazy as we thought when when uh, we saw the trailer for the movie as to what they think would happen. Texas decides to become its own state. They've been before the Republic of California. There are people in California who want to secede and make their own country already. So I would not be surprised to see this happen. The important thing to understand is that if civil war does come, this story about Minnesota's flag is a component of it. The lack of cultural cohesion, the lack of people coming together and and respecting history, respecting their ancestors, and deciding that we will work together. These are people who are saying, bring in the migrants, we don't care. These are people who are saying, change the flag, who cares? Why? What's the point? And if they lose any kind of connection, those connections bond the American people together in shared histories and shared worldviews. When those bonds break, there's no reason for anyone to unify on anything. And all that matters now is resource wars. Right now, migrants are pouring into Chicago and some crazy stuff's going on. We're saying they're like going to seize buses or whatever. Okay, let me tell you what's going to happen. If too many non-citizens come into this country, they're, they're ragging on Trump now because Trump said something about migrants. I don't know. I, I, I need to read the story. But here, here's the issue. Migrants come in. They do not share our cultural roots. This will create short-term demands. Americans with historical uh, connections and traditional values will try and maintain them. People who are not from this country have nothing from this country to maintain. So if they build pocket communities like Somali communities or, or uh, you know Honduran or whatever, These people will share cultural values with their home countries. When resources become scarce, fighting happens. Let me put it this way. You got two houses. You got a a father and his son. They live next door. That is a familial bond. If there was a fire in one of the buildings, the the other family member will help. If dad runs out of food, he goes to his son's house and says, hey, we're out of food. Now, let's say, you know, dad dies and a new family moves into that house. Complete strangers. Now they don't even talk. One day, one guy runs out of food. Don't even ask. There's no bond there. Let's say, because it's not going to happen between neighbors and houses. But let's say something happens where this, you know, they're, they're isolated and these two houses get isolated and there's no water left. What happens? 
Look, man, if you've ever watched any post-apocalyptic movie, not all of them, but some of them will have this where it's like a guy, a random guy will walk up and just shoot another guy. I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. My daughter needs food. Doesn't know you. Doesn't care about you. Doesn't want to hurt you, but will take whatever you got to save his family. When two people live next to each other and share cultural and familial bonds, they help each other survive and they will work together and they, they care about each other. When it's two stranger groups from separate tribes, the likelihood of conflict is dramatically increased for obvious reasons. If it then comes to resource-based conflict, civil war indeed. If Minnesota, if the values of Minnesota split dramatically from the values of New York, then you have the possibility of secession. Because Minnesota says, I have nothing in common with you. We don't fight for the same things. In fact, you fight against me. So think about what it means in terms of escalating a uh, civil war in this country when you have the left that fundamentally believes in weird ideas and the right who wants to maintain more traditional uh, American views and classical liberalism. I got to tell you guys, you know, Scott Adams has this tweet where he's like, I'm sorry they did this to you. They've, they've brainwashed you. And yeah, I think that's true. The left is brainwashed. The right is mostly still traditional, which means they're not the brainwashed ones. That's just logic and math. But you've actually got leftists who believe two plus two equals five. And they make psychotic arguments to justify it. I'm sorry, dude. If we're talking about people who want to sterilize children, they want abortion to the point of birth, there comes a point where there is no reconciliation. Then they remove that. So where does that bring us? I mean, I got to be honest. You get war when two groups of people fundamentally view life in completely different ways and don't even speak the same language. And this is the direction I fear that we are going in. You've got a weakening of cultural values in this country, which means states will find themselves in, in with disparate worldviews amongst other states. <clears throat> there are a lot of people arguing, saying that federalism is the way to go. Maybe. But when Minnesota's worldview is that colonizers are racist and that their flag should resemble that of Somalia, and then you have another state that's, you know, MAGA country. Yeah. When it comes down to who's got the oil, who's got the fuel, you're going to see, you're going to see conflict. And that's how, how it typically goes. A federal government will try to maintain cohesion. And most people, if their bellies are full, will be satisfied. They'll be satisfied. But what if we get a World War III? Ian and Crossan likes to point out on Timcast IRL, there will not be a civil war in this country. It would just be World War III. And I think he's mostly right. Depends. Because the U.S. is already involved in so many foreign wars. If civil war does happen here, other countries likely will make the moves they want to make. China for Taiwan. Russia will probably advance massively into the Donbass because Ukraine's going to be uh, there. Russia's already got the land bridge, but I mean like actual fortification and, and strengthening. You'll probably see Israel fall into deep, deep war. Venezuela will move on uh, Guyana and uh, probably many other countries because the U.S. will be unable to intervene the way they normally would. Now, I know the neocons and neolibs are arguing that's why we have the, new, uh, the liberal economic order, whatever. My point is civil war becomes absolute chaos. How will civil war happen? When cultural cohesion breaks down, when leftist forces destroy our cultural traditions, claim everything we do is wrong and racist, and liberals agree with them. Then they all vote in that direction, and you will get people in this country who will reject that, stand up for what they believe in, 
And then you run into the next problem. Those who believe in this country in America will not back down. And those seeking to destroy it will not back down either. And then that movie uh, Civil War seems more and more plausible, doesn't it? I suppose y'all can just say it's uh, my wacky idea, but uh, I didn't make it up. And I see stuff like this and I'm like, guys, whether or not they intentionally wanted to make the Minnesota flag look like the flag of Jubaland in Somalia, one's, it's not the Somali flag, the Somali flag is just blue. Whether or not, the truth is not what matters. I care about truth. I think the truth matters uh, uh, tremendously. My point is when it comes to conflict, perception is what matters. And if many people on the right perceive this as subversion, it's subversion. We'll see, though. I'll leave it there, everybody. Next segment is coming up at 4 p.m. on the channel. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then. This story is actually over a month old, but it's a shocking story that's getting new attention because Billboard Chris recently ran into a man named Adam Vina at Amfest in Phoenix. Adam Vina is a man who has lost custody of his son because his mother in California wants to transition this five-year-old boy to a girl. There's a story in NBC News, which had shocking language. I, I retweeted this. It said that a family was scared their daughter, if left untreated for her affliction, would turn into a boy. I would like to just let every one of you know what they were talking about was a young male child that they said was a girl and that puberty would just advance the development of said male child. But they, the way they framed it is so interesting. Would turn into a boy? Well, you mean maybe turn into a man through puberty, but the child was already male to begin with. Language. It's very interesting. Here's a story from Turning Point USA. Savannah Hernandez writes, In another story of a father who has lost custody of his son after objecting to his child being subjected to gender transition has come, come to light. Adam Vina, the five-year-old, the father of five-year-old Aiden, lost custody of his young son after disagreeing with his girlfriend, so he's not his wife, about his alleged transgender identity. Currently facing a restraining order, Vina is fighting to gain access to his son before his mother has the ability to supply him with puberty and hormone blockers. I gotta be honest. It's California, man. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I think this guy's in trouble. I think his son is in trouble. And I'm worried about what this means for this country. And I talk about it quite a bit. Before we go further, because we always have to do these plugs, how it works. You always got to be promoting, right? That's what, uh, who was it? Logan Paul said that. TheBestSongEver.com. Please help support our work. If you like this song, uh, buy it. If you want to support our work, buy it. Click download. It says your price, 69 cents. And if we sell enough of these, the song will chart on Billboard. And the main goal here is we teamed up with the Daily Wire, Michael Knowles and Jeremy Boring. And we are going to force the industry to recognize that music exists outside of their confines. 
Tom McDonald's experienced similar things where they keep him off the billboard charts, despite the fact the dude clearly is hitting it out of the ballpark every single time. So Jeremy Boring and Michael Knowles had their FU with Together Again. We teamed up because we wanted to respond in kind because they literally told us to F ourselves. If you want to support our work, thebestsongever.com. But let's get back to the news. I am terrified for my son, Venus said. I am terrified of what they've been pumping inside my son's head. According to Vina, everyone involved in the custody battle from the judge to Aiden's mother, uh, mother's attorney, has, has been vehemently supportive of the ideology. They refer to my son as a girl in court. Vina also said that the attorney for Aiden's mother goes by she, her pronouns. The Pasadena judge, who was initially overseeing the custody case, Harvey Silberman, had previously made a name for himself with the, within the LGBTQ community after working as the staff attorney for the AIDS Project LA. Quote, I was denied the ability to attend the gender assessment, was denied the ability to ask my own questions as the father of Aiden. Not one time was I ever sat down and asked about what I thought was going on with my son. According to Vina, even his doctors initially said that Aiden did not have gender dysphoria, but rather gender curiosity. Despite this, Aiden's mother continued to dress him in girls' clothing and ultimately changed Aiden's pronouns to she, her, a crucial part of the grooming process that Vina said Aiden's mother has been subjecting their son to since he was just two years old. Aiden's mother also emailed their, the private school uh, Adam was paying for his son to attend to inform the school that Aiden was now transgender. Vina only found out about this when another concerned parent of the school reached out to him and shared the email sent by Aiden's mother. I'm sure you all know Aiden, the boy who wears dresses, Vina began. Aiden has come out as transgender and is ready for the world to accept her for who she truly is. She fully identifies as female, uses female pronouns, and uses the girls' restroom. Okay. All right. Let's play. Right now, you got California. I think you've got Washington. These are sanctuary states. That's what they call them. If a third party kidnaps your child and brings them to California for a sex change operation or medication, the state will not prosecute. Here is my proposal to conservatives. If you are in Missouri, if you are in Texas, if you are in West Virginia, now is the time to pass a child protection sanctuary law. West Virginia, I call upon you as a resident of your state. There should be a law that says if a parent, not some third party, a parent brings their child to West Virginia seeking sanctuary to protect the child from dangerous medical procedures, the state will not cooperate with federal law enforcement and the state will not prosecute. This is exactly what's, what California is saying. And they go to the extreme with it. Let's say there's some creepy predator online, messages your kid on some online forum, convinces them to run away. The kid flees the home, goes to the train station, gets on the train, meets up with the predator who drives them to California, drops them off and says, have fun. The state says that man did nothing wrong. West Virginia should have a law, all conservative states should, that if the parent of a child feels that the state is going to impose damaging medical procedures against the parent's wishes, the parent should be able to flee to that state without fear of prosecution or cooperation from the state with the federal government. I'm not saying anyone should do that. I'm saying legislators should pass that law, which is no different than what we see in these other states, right? 
just in the other direction. In fact, I'm sure many, uh, uh, many people on the left could arguably agree with this, right? Conversion therapy. How about that? That's something it's time that conservatives push back on. So Billboard Chris got to speak with him uh, out in front uh, of, uh, I believe, just outside of Amfest, where we currently are, ladies and gentlemen. I know, I know, I can hear it already. Everyone's saying, Tim, your audio is bad. Ah, guys, come on. <laughs> I apologize. It is what it is. I've got a laptop and a camera in front of me, and I'm in a, I'm in a bedroom. It's this or it's nothing. Given the option, I will always do the work. I'm not going to stop doing work because microphone's bad. So I apologize. We did everything we could. Did everything we could. But uh, seeing the tremendous, tremendous amount of voices and positive work that is being done, seeing the people who are fighting back against this uh, this horrible woke cult, it's inspiring to see everybody here at Amfest. And I have this to say. Talk of civil war. I know, I know. Here we go. I'm sure it'll come up with Tucker Carlson tonight, who will be joining us on Timcast IRL. Perhaps it, it may be one of the opening uh, stories we talk about. It's on the mind. And stories like this are why I fear we have a potential for civil war. Because it's not just, say, Joe Biden imposes a tax or a law. It is that children will be taken from their fathers and their fathers will say no. Here's a dad. He says they're going to give medication to his son. What happens if I don't, I don't want to rope Adam into it. I'm not going to speak for him. But I, I've already given the abortion example. Someone in Oklahoma flees to Colorado for an abortion. The father says it's illegal. They've kidnapped my child. What do you do? What do you do? There's already been some states saying that it is illegal to flee the state for an abortion and it's conspiracy. Here we go, baby. Imagine a man living in Kansas, gets married, has a kid. The mom thinks the kid's trans. The dad thinks the kid is not. The mom takes the kid to California. The state says they're going to chemically castrate this child or surgically. And so what does the dad do? Eventually, you're going to get a father who's going to say over my dead body, will you harm my child? I'm actually surprised it's not come sooner. I mean, I mean it seriously. It's one thing, you know, I've talked to many conservatives about, about abortion. And as much as they say abortion is murder, they don't view it as the same kind of murder as like actually running somebody over. Some do. Some absolutely do. But we're not at the point where you will actually have a man say my child was kidnapped. I mean, let, let, me, let me tell you this. What would happen if a stranger kidnapped a kid's child who was not transgender, just kidnapped a child. Amber Alert would go out. This guy then takes the kid and tries to surgically modify the child in horrifying ways. I mean, we're talking SWAT teams kicking the door in. The only difference now is it's state sanctioned. So nobody will do anything about it. Do you think a father, if he found out his son was kidnapped by a creepo, do you think that father would hunt that creepo down to save his son? A lot would. A lot of parents would never give up. I don't understand how we're currently in this position. And it worries me. It worries me that we're dangerously close to someone taking the law into their own hands. And then what happens? I don't know if that'll be the spark that starts civil war, but certainly a strong cultural issue that shows between different states and regions, the views are so dramatically different. I warned this in 2020, regional geographic hyperpolarization is happening. We'll see. My friends, tonight at 8 p.m. we'll be on stage at TPUSA's AmFest. 
hanging out with Charlie Kirk and Tucker Carlson. You don't want to miss it. Thanks for hanging out. YouTube.com slash TimCastIRL or TimCast.com. We'll see y'all there. I got to be honest. I don't even think Vivek Ramaswamy needs to be all mad about what uh, Van Jones said about him. But this is an epic clip coming out of AmFest in Phoenix. Vivek Ramaswamy tells CNN's Van Jones to shut the F up. <laughs> this is why we like Vivek. But I got to tell you, uh, Van Jones had this uh, this moment where everybody made fun of him because he was like, Vivek Ramaswamy is, 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 a, is a rising demagogue who will live on 50 years after Trump and it's so dangerous. And I'm literally shaking. He actually did the meme. Vivek Ramaswamy, of course, responded by uh, telling him, just shut up. He's a, he used the expletive, but yeah, come on, man. I think in the long run, the first thing is Vivek's response absolutely shows why he is in the position he is in. And this is fantastic for us. Younger, moderate to right-leaning individuals. I mean, I consider myself to be left on, on, on some issues, so I consider him, you know, relatively centrist. But Vivek speaks truth. And that's what matters. Because if you want to have a debate about what it means to be left economically or right economically, it's meaningless when the real distinction, or at least a large component of the distinction, a large component of what is dividing this country is truth and lies. Vivek comes out, and this has been this has been it. I mean, a, a large component of the culture war. Vivek comes out and he speaks truth. When it comes to news stories, and for that, you're right wing. But here's what I see. I see a guy who is the, the rising star. You know, Ron DeSantis was supposed to take the MAGA mantle and carry that torch. He didn't do it. Looks like Vivek actually is. We have this from the Daily Beast. We chose the Daily Beast because, you know, we love the Daily Beast. Republican presidential candidate Vivek Ramaswamy used a speech Sunday to tell CNN's Van Jones to shut the... Okay, now if you got kids, you know, we try not to swear here, but I'm going to swear because I want to say it. He tells CNN's Van Jones to just shut the fuck up <laughs> after Jones accused him of being a demagogue. The foul-mouthed foul mouthed Oh, please. These people who've got nothing but naughty words are criticizing Vivek for saying fuck. <clears throat> the foul-mouthed comment came in response to Jones's take following the fourth GOP primary debate earlier this month, in which Ramaswamy said that January 6, 2021 Capitol right appeared to be an inside job and claimed the great replacement theory is not some kind of grand right right-wing conspiracy theory, but a basic statement of the Democratic Party's platform. Although I do think he probably said Democrat Party, right? Afterward, Jones said on CNN that Ramaswamy is dangerous, noting that Ramaswamy will likely outlive Trump by about 50 years. Jones said that he felt he was watching the rise of an American demagogue that is a very, very despicable person. Literally, I was shaking listening to him talk because a lot of people don't know that this is one step away from Nazi propaganda coming out of his mouth, Jones said. Yo, if you want to live in a psychotic crackpot Van Jones world, I ain't going to stop you. Go ahead and do it with my blessing. These people are absolutely insane. What did Vivek say? What did he say? He's one step away from Nazi. Okay, let's talk about it. January 6th was, was, is, is, was, all of that. Fact, 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 inside job. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. 
Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply. Let me tell you how to play this. You've heard me talk about it, but we're going to bring it up. They say... When Vivek brings up January 6th as an inside job, the, that woman, uh, I forgot her name, I don't even, uh, what's her name, on CNN, she goes, tell me, sh- what's the evidence of government organized a plot? And it's like, whoa, 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 lady, lady, inside job, like let's say the bank gets robbed, inside job does not have to mean the bank manager did it. It could be a security guard. So what does it mean that January 6th was an inside job? Police opened the doors and let people in, and then the government criminally charged those people. Oh, I can already hear the whinging from the left. Yeah, but they were writers. I know. I love it. Uh, I love getting proven right on this one because I remember it was like two years ago, almost two years ago, Jake Uger of the Young Turks was making fun of me going, do, 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 like he does, because I said, you cannot criminally charge someone for trespass unless they have been instructed they are trespassing. Now, there's arguments about crossing barriers and burglary and all that stuff. My point was, on one side of the building, you have a riot. On the other side of the building, the cops open the doors and let everybody in. If you are walking down the sidewalk and there's a sidewalk, you walk down again, and then there's a cop waving you in, opening the door, that is the opposite of trespassing. Guess what? I was proven right. Several cases have resulted in acquittal because these people were not trespassing. But anyway, I digress. Inside job. Police officers. Let me let me just break this down for you, my friends. Capital police officers in the building let people in, escorted them to where they wanted to go, like the QAnon shaman guy, they call him. And then it's capital police that are investigating these very same people, resulting in criminal convictions. The FBI is also investigating, but the Capitol Police, they've got offices being opened in what California, Florida, and other places. Capitol Police are actually investigating, but it was Capitol Police that allowed most of the people in the building. I ain't talking about the rioters. Lock them up. You're a rioter. You were fighting cops, throwing things at them. You know, people are coming out saying, yeah, but the cops fired plastic bullets and tear gas and things like that into the crowd. They sure did. They sure did. And if you want to make the argument that there were people trying to protect other people, I'm listening. But you aren't gonna, you're not going to convince me when these guys were storming their way in the building, okay? I've had friends who were there who were journalists, okay, filming all of this, and people were shoving cops. So some of these people did wrong. They say afterwards, Jones said on CNN that Ramaswamy is dangerous and that he will likely outlive Trump. We get it. On Sunday, while speaking at Turning Point USA's America Fest conference, that's where we're at, Ramaswamy laughed off the response from elements of the mainstream media. You've got this character, Van Jones, on CNN afterwards saying, this is the rise of an American demagogue who's going to live 50 years longer than Trump. This is dangerous. I am shaking. Ramaswamy paused to shake his head and laugh. The whole crowd's laughing. And then he goes, just shut the fuck up. (laughs) Yes, yes. As cheering audience members rose to their feet to show their approval, he added, at a certain point, just shut the fuck up. (laughs) I hope y'all are having a good time. I am. Listen, guys, if you want to help us out, shout out thebestsongever.com. This is my plug. Go to thebestsongever.com. Download the song. It's, click this download. It's 69 cents. It's the new song we put out. It's got millions of fits in only a few days. It's doing really, really well. And we're hoping that we can uh, combine with the Daily Wire and our work, give a big middle finger 
Also, when you download the song for, through thebestsongever.com, you'll get 35% off all Cast Brew purchases, including subscriptions. That means it lasts forever. You subscribe to Cast Brew right now with this code, that 35% off every single month. Support our work at thebestsongever.com. If you want to see us break our way to the Billboard charts once again, and eventually they're going to have no choice but to start writing about us. But I want to get back to Vivek. Shout out to Vivek. I'm a big fan. He's a good dude. Uh, he's a smart guy. He is a truth teller. And I believe he is the future for younger, moderate individuals and many conservatives. Take a look at this from NDTV World. Vivek Ramaswamy reveals how he gets his energy after 42 events in six days. Yo, dude. Wow. My friends, I got a lot of energy. Okay. I, I, don't, I don't know how I do it. I wake up at about 730 every day and immediately start reading the news. Then, uh, you know, do the morning routine, you know, brushing the teeth, taking a shower, all stuff. By 8.20 or so, I'm in the chair at the studio with all the gear turned on, and I begin doing research for the day. Usually, uh, I'll record between, I, I, it depends on how much news there is in the day, but I could be finished between 1 p.m. Eastern and 3, and then I'll go skate, get exercise. About two or three times a week, I, I'll do the skateboarding, because you, you just can't exercise every single day. I'm trying to improve here, guys. Um... And then uh, uh, after that, I'll eat some food. And then we start doing prep around 6.30 for TimCast IRL. So basically, all the work I do in the morning is pre-production for IRL. It's basically why it works. I'm reading nonstop news. Then I exercise, eat food. And then we get ready for our guests to come on and do the long-form talk show. That's five days a week. And I, I, in 2020, I actually didn't take any day off. I worked every single day. And you know... I thought I had a lot of energy. Vivek doing 42 events in six days. I can't do it. Yo, I can't do it. So they, they say, Tim, you want to come out to Amfest? And I'm like, yeah, I guess, you know, what's, what's the plan? And they're like, we'd like you to do Tim Castile on stage. And I'm like, uh, we'd have to move a guest or something. What's who's there. And then we get a list of guests and I was like, we got to ask Tucker Carlson. And Tucker said, absolutely. Let's roll. I'm like, this is going to be fantastic. Uh, the only way I can do it is if I get a jet. I'll tell you why. And I've talked about this too. It's funny when people try to rag on me because they're like, two pool needs private planes. Dude, we wrap the show on Friday at 10, 10 or whatever. Like we're officially done by 1030 on Friday. I have worked the whole week. We do on the, what we do on the weekends is we're still actually filming and planning other things. It's just the reason I took weekends off is to do banking and administrative stuff. And then I'm like, I am not going to spend five hours in an airport, five hours on a plane, and then drive the whole day travel. I can't do it. Especially if you want me to come on stage. And they said, we'll get you a jet. And I said, okay, I can do it then. And so we fly out. And as soon as the show wraps tonight, we are on the plane and back to DC. And I got to tell you guys, it is remarkably brutal. The main reason is not so much the flight out here. Like, I guess I could fine, you know, I'll fly first class or whatever. It's just really annoying dealing with airports. But once we wrap IRL in Arizona, we have to get on a plane and fly straight back. That means I'm getting home at like 5 a.m. and I have to wake up at 7.30. Brutal. Brutal. I don't know how Vivek does it. He's in a bus driving around. This guy's the real deal, man. I'm a big fan. And I think he understands it. I think he gets it. So I think we're going to see some really awesome stuff from Vivek Ramaswamy coming up. Maybe not in 2024. I mean, I think we're already seeing really amazing stuff from him, but it's going to be interesting. It's going to be really interesting, so I'm looking forward to it. Anyway, I'll leave it there. Next segment is coming up at 6 p.m. on this channel. Thanks for hanging out.
and we'll see you all then. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.